Danny Wade is a mom, a wife, a sales executive, and is someone who knows firsthand about productivity and burnout. She coaches others about how to manage their mindset, how to build positive habits, set realistic expectations, all with the intention of helping others take control of their lives so that they can achieve all that they want in their life and career. Danny joins me on the Power to Pivot podcast today to share her career. We talk about some of the distractions that pop up for so many of us today. We talk about the power of building belief with yourself and managing your to-do list and why self-care really is key to all of it. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miles, founder of March 4th Media. Welcome to the show. Are you ready? It is time to pivot. Welcome to the Power to Pivot podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miles, founder of March 4th Media Company, and this is the podcast where we share inspiring stories, resources, tips, and fun ideas to help you pivot to new ideas, new goals, and new dreams for your life. I'm so excited and honored to have you join me on the journey, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Power to Pivot podcast. Today is all about productivity mindset. I'm talking with Danny Wade. She is a productivity coach. Danny, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How I'm let me back up. I'm so excited to talk with you. Um, you're probably the first productivity coach that I've had the opportunity to chat with. So can you maybe start us off and tell us a little bit about your background and what a productivity coach does? Sure. So um, I guess a little bit of an overview of me. I'm married. I have two girls. I, I still work full time in sales, in tech sales. I'm also a property investor and a productivity coach and in my spare time you'll find me socializing or in the gym so that's uh you know <laughs> forty thousand level view of my life and um, and so, so i get it that you know life can just feel really really overwhelming sometimes and um, you know i've been there experienced burnout stress you know you, you name it it's um you know i've not always been able to take on so much so I guess that's what led me to productivity coaching was I really wanted to get into coaching but you know everyone says you need to find your niche and even though it was staring me in the face for so long I only really discovered that about 18 months ago with just the right person asking me the right question <laughs> right Sometimes that's all it takes is just that one like aha moment with someone and you're like, ah, it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. So you have, you wear a lot of different hats, you know, with all the things that you've listed in, as an entrepreneur in sales, you know, in family life, how do you, you know, implement what you teach into your own life like what's a day in the life for you like with all these hats <laughs> so and that's what i've spent the last 18 months i guess reverse engineering 
and you know when I think back to before I had kids and before I started the entrepreneurial things on the side even when I just had a day job I was a lot more overwhelmed back then than I am now which is crazy but you know that's life it's just how I guess you choose to look at things how you look at planning out your time and is there's no one thing it's you know I always had a focus on how can I be better how can I improve myself which can also be detrimental so you have to be careful with how you go into that as I found out but actually by throwing myself into various things and trying everything um you know I figured out what works for me so it is planning things out ahead of time um having realistic expectations that one is huge it is looking at what is possible to fit in for the hours that you have available every day and how do you avoid distractions how do you you not waste time and by keeping the end goal in mind I think that's amazing. So you have kids. So the term mom guilt automatically pops up for me when I think about, you know, um, productivity and trying to raise a family and manage and, and go after the things that really matter to you in life. So what do you say to that person who's like, but I can't like, how do you talk to that client that's going through that moment? And as a mom, like, is that something that you've experienced? A hundred percent, you know, and I think that's where burnout really came in was, you know, just feeling like I was failing at absolutely everything. So I was trying to do all these things. I am very determined and motivated. I want to provide the best for my family and I want to be a really good example as well as well as being a good mum and being there for them and all of that stuff and you know that's where I guess it just all got too much so it was like look taking a step back and looking at how to manage your time so as you say if someone comes to me with that what I find a lot of things that you can read and a lot of courses you go on it's very this is where you have to do things you have to get up at 5 a.m and you have to work till 1 a.m if that's the life that you want and you want to achieve all of these things and you know I I don't necessarily buy into that um everything is underlined with making sure that you have some time for yourself it's incredibly important Um, and that's where the planning comes in but also looking with a very real true view of your life what are all of the things that you're managing and how can we make that more productive because if you're going into each day week month with just thinking about all of the things that you want to achieve and if you're anything like I used to be that list used to be (laughs) longer than my arm and it would be continually growing so it's looking at what's realistic. This is the amount of time I have. You know, I need time to sleep. I need time with the kids. I need time to do all of this. How many you know, hours can I allocate to each of the things I want to achieve on a weekly basis? 
and then you go from there and then you schedule your time accordingly. So how do you know, are there symptoms to, to kind of check in with yourself to see when you're getting burnt out? Like I know for me, I, I check in with my energy very frequently. And I think at this point I have a, a fairly good idea of what I can take on, what I can't, when I need to say no, um, when I need, when my body is physically just going, you need to sleep, even though you have a to-do list longer than your arm. But <laughs> what are some of the symptoms, you know, that people can watch out for in terms of, you know, to avoid burnout? Because it's almost like, we, I think we almost, it hits us like a ton of bricks sometimes. It's like, oh my God, I'm burnt out. But there has to be that kind of, you know, a step or two ahead of it so you can almost pivot away from it. Yeah. So every, it is raising your levels of self-awareness. So exactly as you've described, and I can tell straight away that comes from someone who's been there. And then you look at, okay, how do I stop that happening again? So there's a few things that we look at is, you know, your inner voice. So how nice are you being to yourself? You know, is that inner dialogue that you're having with yourself? Is that conducive to being happier and being more productive and doing what you need to do? And what's taking up headspace? You know, we allow so much into our brains. And it's, again, just having that level of self-awareness to, on a daily basis, think, what's taking up headspace? What am I thinking about? And out of those things, what's in my control and what's not in my control? The things that are that are in my control, great. Okay, how am I going to deal with it? And schedule it in, put it in the diary, write it down. This is how I'm going to deal with it. Yeah, at this time, make time for it. I do have something to say that also, if it's something really easy to deal with, deal with it immediately. Like if you've got to order a present or a card or send some flowers, just do it in the moment. Don't schedule that in. Like, just do it straight away if you can. The amount of things that can be done in less than five minutes is crazy. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, a good point because I, I almost feel like it's easy to get lost in, oh my God, it's, it's just another thing. It's just another thing. It's just another thing. And what ends up happening is we forget that when we actually take the less than five minutes, you know, whatever it is, that simple little thing, we actually start to feel better and more yeah. productive. And then we can start to celebrate those small wins that over time you're like, whoa, like I really did get stuff done today. Exactly. And I think it's ensuring that, you know, there's also things outside of your control and then figuring out how you're going to deal with that. You know, first of all, accepting it's not within your control, trying to think out how you can deal and move that to the side, because it's all of those silly little things that, you know, and sometimes it's not silly and sometimes it's not little, you know, that there's the big things that happen in life. You know? <laughs> um, it's all well and good saying, take control of your life. You know, life is unpredictable at the same time. Life is changing faster than it ever has before, especially over the last year or so you know the way that we live the way that we work the way we interact with each other and for a lot of people that's scary and they try to resist the change and it's well you know change is vital it keeps life exciting and it means that you're growing as well so it's thinking 
that almost expecting change. So it's not good, it's not bad, it's just part of life. And when you can accept that not everything will be in your control, then that's for many a huge shift in itself. And then thinking, okay, if something's outside of my control, why am I spending so much time fretting about it when look at all of the things I want to achieve? My time is much better spent focused on those things that I can control. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing moment when you can hit that pivot point because then you're like, then it, it's forward focused yeah. and you're, it, you know, things that had happened in the past, they're not, not that they didn't happen, not that they were okay, but it's like you have something else to look at and you can get excited about what you're looking towards instead of, you know, letting the your brain kind of trick you into thinking you have to stay stuck. Yes, absolutely. Tell me, I, I love that you talk about the belief bucket. <laughs> what yeah. is that? Can you share with everybody? Yeah, so this is one of the first things that I get people to do because I feel that our levels of self-belief and, you know, when I look back to when I wasn't in such a good place, my levels of self-belief, even though I was achieving things, okay, you know, I'm in sales and, okay, you don't win every deal, but it is an environment where it's, you know, fairly motivating, you are winning and you, you know, things are typically going well, but when you are suffering from low self-esteem or levels of self-belief, it actually doesn't matter how well you're doing because it's just never, ever good enough. And that's what we need to get away from. And, you know, when you're experiencing something hard, you know, in that moment, it can completely overwhelm you and you forget just how strong you are. So the belief bucket is a very simple exercise. It's literally a picture of a bucket and you start from the bottom and you just spend a few moments and list all of the things that you've achieved. So your biggest achievements in life, and we've all achieved huge things and also things that you've overcome because I think you know again everyone's had things that they've had to deal with that have been tough but with that comes strength and resilience and it gives you that level of grit so when you're in a tough place that visual reminder of what you've achieved and what you've overcome in the past can be incredibly powerful in helping you process and deal with whatever you're going through in that moment because it's so easily forgotten um sometimes yeah that's it's so important to celebrate the successes big little it doesn't matter and i think it's an important thing too to remember for people listening that your big win may be somebody else's little win and that it doesn't matter like it's whatever feels good for you. It's so important to look at what's going right. What, what have you done well? What have you accomplished? And I love that you add in about the things that you've been able to over, overcome, like the struggles, the obstacles. And because that's, you find your strength there and you look back and you're like, whoa, like, look at what I did. Mm. And then you start to realize that things in your life 
the significance of them that your life actually has significance because I think when we're when we're stuck in a cycle with low self-esteem like we feel insignificant and we feel small but when you start to fill that bucket it's like wait a minute like I am not as insignificant as I thought exactly yeah and and it's really important you know you, you can be significant to yourself you can be significant to you know your nearest and dearest it just is those small moments as you say just having everyone has regular wins everyone but we tend to and I can say this having been in sales for over 20 years that you know even when I've had my biggest wins it's great and you might celebrate for a little while and then you forget about it and then you're like okay yeah now I've got the next target to hit I've got the next deal to do and you kind of brush that off under the carpet and even worse sometimes when you win when you lose sorry you sometimes spend more time focusing on the loss than you did celebrating the win but you know took nine months or a year or more to win so it's crazy how we can be our own worst enemy and allow ourselves to get into a negative place even when it's not warranted at all (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and i think that's when we allow ourselves to fall into the distraction Mm. a lot easier you know if we let ourselves sit too long in the the shame or the guilt or the the i'm not good enough or the comparisonitis um it's easier at that point to to stall procrastinate find those distractions that stop us from picking ourselves back up yeah definitely and you know everyone knows what they're most easily distracted by whether that's cat videos or (laughs) (laughs) what's that like whatever it is yeah we, we all have those things but one thing that, and I haven't heard anyone say this, but every time I've said it, people really resonate. So I talk about positive distractions as well. So um, I'll give you an example. In you know, I'm there was a time when I had some really important things that I needed to do, and I prioritize. You know, every day I have three must-do things that I have to achieve that day and I do the same over the week and the month so it's you know always the power of three as I tend to refer to it to and there was an online course that I was doing and my task for that day was to finish that module I finished it and I thought oh that was a bit easier than I thought I'm going to go straight on to the next one and I had to catch myself so even though this was a course that I needed to finish and I had scheduled in to do that time you might think well what's the harm in you know spending more time doing that course but the other two things I needed to achieve that day were actually more important and had I allowed myself and that's what I call a positive distraction where you allow yourself to get caught into something that you can tell yourself it's still productive it's still good but actually when you look at your main goals and what you need to achieve and the things that usually aren't as much fun and it's making sure that you have that focus and that's where having the priorities on a daily basis 
really helps, but make sure it's no more than three um, is the rule because anything more than that, that's where you go into feeling like a failure because you have a list of 15 things and it was impossible to get it done anyway. Mm, yeah, I think um, keeping it, if you do more than that, great. But like yeah. you can celebrate the fact that you checked all of that off. And um, I think that's a really great call out. Like it, it helps to avoid feeling, looking at that list and going, oh my God, there's so much to do. And I only have this much time to do it. Cause I think mm -hmm. at that point, it's almost like the hours of the day keep getting shorter and shorter and shorter um, in our head. You know, even, even if it isn't something that may take five minutes, we look at this huge list and go, oh my God, I have no time. Yeah. It's so easy to go like to freeze up and then you, you can't think through it. Cause then you're, you're just so stuck in that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Frenetic energy of it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where it comes into, yeah, just the small, easy things, you know, sending that email which is important but something like an email can be sent at any time it doesn't have to be between nine and five yeah but that can be done anytime so there's little things that literally take a minute but we somehow make a big deal out of the little thing and then you get it done and you're like what was I making all that fuss about I just wasted all of that energy on something that was actually really easy one thing that I, I think about when I think about productivity is um, how easy it is to get stuck in the productivity part of it and the go, go, go and the have to do, have to do, have to do that you almost start to overlap tasks. And in that, I mean things like you're checking work email and sending that, that information out while you're doing other things either it'd be driving or spending time with a loved one like at what point do you think we can start to kind of advocate for turn the computer off like that it's it's okay your to-do list is going to get done and you don't have to be a slave to the computer to be productive what do you think about that yeah, so and um, that's one of the biggest, I guess, aha moments that people have. Um, so we go through an exercise which is called the table of commitments. And essentially what they do is they write down all of the commitments that they have in life. And they, we say, switch off your audit brain and just write down gut feel What's the percentage of your time that you need to spend to each of those commitments you have in life to be perfect at it? Because we all have this ridiculously unrealistic expectation that we have to be great at everything. Um, and that, and, th and then we equate that to the amount of time you have available <laughs> you know, on a weekly basis. And most, 99% of people end up with a score, a percentage of somewhere between 200 and 700% of the amount of time they think they need to spend to be perfect at these things. Wow. The, it's one of the most powerful things to, to, to just show someone, look, 
what you're setting your you're setting yourself up to fail one like you're how are you ever going to be happy and satisfied and fulfilled when this is the way you're living um and then we go through the exercise to go right okay set these new numbers um how many hours have you got we split it across and then you have a very clear plan of this is the amount of time that I have for my family. Okay, you know, you've heard of all the things I do. I'm not the most present mum. I'm not there 24 seven. I'm not. Um, however, what is my responsibility is that when we have family time that I am completely present with them. So all of the time is allocated out for each of the things that I need to do. It's very, very clear. And I think it's really important to communicate that with other people as well. So, you know, not just go off and do what you want to do, but if you have dependents and you have loved ones, especially if you live with them, it's just giving them a heads up. It's just, you know, courtesy to say, this is what my week's looking like. These are the days I'm going to be working long hours. These are the days where I'm going to have some time. We can make some time together. So it's just splitting it out and then being completely focused for each of it because it's scheduled out you know exactly what you're doing when do you think that there um is a percentage of those out there who don't really see that like they that they're they're there and they're in the room and that not having that turn off and that separation is not a problem like that it's not like do you think that there's still work to do to, to show people like it's impacting interpersonal relationships to have that there. Yes. And if I'm completely honest, it's something that I have to very consciously work on and be aware of because it's really easy to get caught up, you know, whether it's a day job, whether you're an entrepreneur. And the fact is, is that life is going to happen. Not every day is going to go according to plan. And sometimes you know, that planned family time is not going to be as long as you planned it because something else has come up. But I think that's where the communication piece is really, really clear and just being you know, really open to say, like, this has happened. I'm really sorry. Like, I'm going to make it up and we're, we're going to, you know, do something else and find the time from somewhere else. And I think, you know, whether you're a full-time parent or you know, stuff happens life is always going to happen so it's expecting that you know things might not go according to plan but if you do your best to take command of your life and put the things in motion that allow for most of the time things to kind of go to plan then that's where the balance comes in Mm, I like that. I think that's, it's an approachable way to think about it. Um, and it, and I, I think, you, again, going back to you celebrate the small wins, you know, over time, you'll start to feel differently when you call in those new habits and you allow yourself to do it. Definitely. Yeah, it's a big, big difference <laughs> to uh, just feeling like a failure every day, looking at a never ending list, uh, going to thinking, okay, I didn't get everything done, but the three main things that I prioritized, they're done. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest will be there tomorrow. It's yeah. okay. You know, we, we don't have to finish the, the race 
all right now. It's a marathon. Um, you know, it's okay to let it sit. And I, I think it goes back to that conversation because you mentioned self-care. And I think it's important that we cover that a little bit because if you allow yourself to be a little bit more restrained in what's on your to-do list, you know, you don't have to put 15 things. Three is just fine. And you allow yourself to have time with family, do the things that are, you know, it's a matter of that, knowing your values. Mm. And with that, you then allow time to go and do the things that are just for you, whether it's sit with a cup of tea and journal or read a book, you know, are there solutions or strategies that you recommend to people to be able to incorporate that self-care piece? Yeah. And it, it again comes into putting it in the diary, making it a non-negotiable. And I think everyone needs to have that list of non-negotiable things in their life. And self-care has to be one of them. And as you say, some weeks, you know, you might be lucky to get a quiet cup of tea. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, exercise is a non-negotiable. I have found it's something that would easily get dropped before when life got busy but for me that's now a non-negotiable like I am a much nicer person guys <laughs> <laughs> I don't do well not leaving the house for days I, I, I that's I don't think that's good for anybody um you know even if it's just going out for a five minute walk for your mental health and to clear your head and to give yourself some breathing space. And, and it's just finding what works for you. You know, it could be watching what you know, do watch some Netflix, do, do, do those things that you want to do that, you know, so often when you see anything about productivity, it's, you know, cut all the fun stuff out and just hustle. There's only so long you'll last doing that. So schedule it in is all I can say just schedule in your downtime if there's people that you're living with tell them this is happening <laughs> and you know m just make it happen and it can be anything as I say it could be just having a bath putting a face mask on it could be you know that's a bit girly but <laughs> it could be yeah, anything that you want it to be that you believe will help you recharge yeah and and then you come back and it's almost like you're refueled and you can tackle things in a more efficient way like you've rested it's like hitting that reset button for yourself and yeah. it's it's so 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 important um to incorporate that time for you that you can just breathe um it it's it but it's not something that's so often taught like i don't think it's taught enough um there's a lot out there about it we know it's important but it it like it still gets lost in the i need to reach my goals or i'm not good enough or you know that's all bs <laughs> um mm. but it, it's easier to look at that i think just with the way we're wired i think just to sit back and go nope i have to keep moving i gotta keep moving i gotta hustle gotta hustle gotta hustle because i have to get to the finish line and i have to get this done but 
but really we know if we take five minutes or 30 minutes, we're going to be able to actually get more done. <laughs> exactly. I always say I make much quicker decisions once I've rested. Mm-hmm. When I'm at that, when I'm exhausted and I'm overthinking and I know I'm tired, so I'm triple checking everything just to make sure I haven't missed anything, you know, versus when I'm refreshed and I've had time to relax and I've slept well or you know I've been away and relaxed whatever it is I am so much more efficient so much and it's only once you really put this into practice it is so obvious (laughs) to yourself as well that wow that would have taken me two to three times as long before I had that rest and I think one thing that I want to call out as we're talking about self-care and and you know, because you mentioned it's okay to let yourself have the Netflix and, and do those things that make you happy. They, this is a positive distraction, potentially, that you, you almost have to have that self-awareness, like, it, especially, I think, when we're at points of transition, where we've gotten into these habits, and maybe we're moving to that next level, or things are starting, we're starting to be ready to move out of our comfort zone, that fear almost creeps back in, right? And then it's like, no, maybe I'll watch for another, another episode, another episode, another episode. And then you almost have to, cause then you, you rationalize it, right? Cause you're like, well, it's self-care. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's where it comes into, again, just having a plan and knowing how many hours am I going to have over the next week allocated to each of these things. Mm-hmm. And then sticking to it and I've even and sometimes you know when I'm exhausted and I just you know I finish work late and I do just want to watch some garbage that is really easy to watch so I can switch off and you know sometimes it is easy for to feel and I've definitely done this where I know I should have gone to bed but I'm like no, no no I need I deserve some me time I deserve to relax and then I stay up too late and then you're tired and then it goes. So it is even setting an alarm to like say go to bed by this time. So whatever time you know works for you, whatever time you know what time you should be asleep by. But sometimes setting an alarm is that prompt, that reminder of you need to get enough rest to be able to achieve what you want to achieve this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tell us about the course and what people can expect when they take your course. Okay, I'll try to keep this concise. (laughs) Um, It's something I've been working on. um, I think by the time it goes live later this year, it'll be ready for September. It'll be a couple of years that I've been working on this. So I've tested the content with clients. I've run masterminds with it. So it's now a nine module course. And we start with mindset. So that belief bucket, that is the very first thing we do. And actually you can download that from my website for free um, if you want to do that. And we go through self-belief, self-awareness, your inner dialogue. Um, We help with goal mapping. So really looking at what what it is you want to achieve because it's not always that obvious. Sometimes it takes a while to know exactly what your goals are. So, yeah, we do a whole session on goal mapping, which is 
the what you want to achieve, why you want to achieve it, how you're going to achieve it and who can help you get there. We look at your habits and focusing on building positive habits to support those goals. We do the, you know, the table of commitments exercise that I mentioned earlier. We talk about the distractions and again, you know, those distractions do vary. So looking at different ways to help manage those. And then it really is digging down into how to take control of your months, your weeks, your days, um, and then ends up with you pairing up with someone else on the course as your accountability partner to keep the momentum going. That piece is really, really important. I don't want everyone to just be kind of reliant on me. I really want to kind of just share, <laughs> share it all and then, you know, pair up um, with people that have been through the same thing, learn the same content, and then can move on supporting each other. Yeah, I think that's great that you have that accountability built in because then it's like you, you know, you're moving through it together. You can celebrate together. You can keep each other on track, and it's so important to have that support throughout the process because it's scary at first to get started. So, yeah, <laughs> where can people find more information about the course and what you do? So I'm available on most of the social channels. Um, so there's Facebook, Instagram. Um, those are the key ones at the moment. Um, I will be on other channels, but those are the key places to find me. There's also a Facebook group. And um, so if you're interested in joining a community of like-minded individuals that you know are focused on productivity and mindset, then that's a free place to join. Um, and there is a website which is beattheoverwhelm.co that is just .co on Instagram it's beat.the.overwhelm on Facebook you search beat the overwhelm and you'll find the page or the group um, there as well sounds great Danny is there anything else you would like our listeners to know before we wrap up today um no I just think I think we've covered a lot <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's just, please be kind to yourself. I think it's always my message. You know, look at what it is you want to do. You, you have the answers and, you know, everyone knows what's good for them, but we all need some support and help and reminding sometimes that we're very, very capable. And yeah, if you're interested in getting in touch then I'll look forward to hearing from you sounds great and we'll make sure that all the links are in the show notes um just reach out if you guys have questions the course is launching later this year correct that is yeah be ready for September sounds great perfect way to end the year yes it beat the <laughs> overwhelm of the holiday crazy <laughs> um Danny Wade thanks so much for joining us today on the show guys we're going to wrap up like we do every episode remember you are never stuck you are never lost and you are never alone at any given moment you can use your power to pivot make a new choice and start again and i will see you all on the next episode take care guys thanks danny hey 
Hey guys, it's Liz here from March 4th Media Company. One of the biggest lessons I have ever learned is it is difficult to get what you truly want when you're defining life and your standards by everyone else's definitions. That got me nowhere. I spent so much time, effort, and energy looking around me for answers that I forgot that I had everything I needed right inside of me. What I did lack was a guide to find my way to those answers. And that is exactly what I'm offering you in my new workbook, Connect You, A Guide to Your Authentic Life. This is a workbook that I have written to provide you with a roadmap to connect you with the innermost pieces that make you unique, authentic, and amazing, helping you to tap into the power and possibility within you. It's filled with lessons, activities, content, meditations that are going to guide you to help you learn how to honor your own definitions of success, set boundaries and goals that feel really good to you, and understand your intuition and how to trust it. Take the trip. Connect You, a guide to your authentic life is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, or reach out to me online on Instagram, Facebook, or over at marchforthmediacompany.com to grab your your copy. At March 4th Media Company, we believe that everyone has a story to tell and every story deserves to be shared. And at MarchForthMediaCompany.com, it's where independent authors, artists, musicians, and healers come to find their voice, share their work, and grow their community. So visit us at MarchForthMediaCompany.com now. Learn about the services we offer for marketing and promoting your work. Check out our blog, meet other authors and artists that we've worked with check out the Power to Pivot podcast, find past episodes and resources to help you grow as a creative entrepreneur. This is where you pivot. So join us again over at marchforthmediacompany.com now. I cannot wait to see you there. Thank you so much to Danny Wade for joining me on the show today. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Now let's continue the conversation over on social media. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway from the episode and how are you managing to build belief with yourself as you move forward in your life, in your career and achieving your goals? Reach out to me over at marchforthmediacompany.com. You can also find me on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. And I can't wait to hear from you. Also make sure to check in with Danny. All of her contact information is in our show notes, but you can connect with her at beattheoverwhelm.co and download a copy of her building your belief bucket exercise that we talked about in the episode. Remember, you're never stuck, you're never lost, and you're never alone. At any given moment, you can use your power to pivot, make a new choice, and start again. And I will see you all on the next episode. Take care, guys.